Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Film Vice. Today, we bring you another episode that was recorded live on Facebook. This episode was edited for time purposes, though. Today, Javier and myself talk about The Good Boys, Ryan Gosling being casted as The Wolfman, Netflix, and Better Call Saul. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Film Vice, and we hope you like this episode. Thanks for dropping by. to this live recording of the film vice thank you for joining us as as always is paul's woo followed by me javier and paul rios how's it going man Uh, it's going not too bad actually oh by the way since while we're here uh i'd like to give a shout out to the whoever's listening to us in france egypt and the uk that's uh feels nice. I don't know whoever you are, but thank you for listening to us and putting up with our nonsense. It's great. Oh, man. When you showed me that, because, uh, I mean, no one would know this, but in our analytics, it shows that there's somebody in France and someone in Egypt listening to our shit. So uh, that's pretty interesting because I didn't... (laughs) I think... uh, I don't. I don't think any part of our podcast appeals to anyone in France or Egypt. So I'm pretty sure it's just somebody being extremely illiterate, <laughs> looking <laughs> through the internet, looking for like a film or some sort of rice <laughs> for the film rice. Then they found super, us. Damn it! Super bored people just looking for <laughs> something to listen to. <laughs> just a couple of Americans to make fun of. <laughs> Listen, to these two losers think they know about movies. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think I know about movies, so that would be accurate. I, I'm pretty sure I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it is episode ten, though, so that's nice. That's where yes. double digits now. Woo! I know, awesome. man. I'm actually very proud. I, was that uh, a very rare I, woo from Javier? <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I'm channeling. I'm channeling my best uh, Tyrese Gibson from Fast and Furious. <laughs> I actually saw the uh, the channel lineup list last time that I was on. You know that Anchor app. Yeah. And seeing that library there, man, already go to ten because we have that um, Easter special. You remember? So that kind of pushed us already to ten, but not really. But this is definitively our tenth episode. So yeah. I'm proud, man. I'm proud. This is yeah. uh, this is a lot more than what I expected to come out of this podcast. I saw Good Boys or The Good Boys, you know that Seth Rogen produced movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, man. Because uh, that it's just random stuff that I catch on HBO, and I liked it. It was it was okay. I mean, a, a lot of stuff were really stupid, like just uh, unnecessary things that kind of contradicted themselves. Like there was this one 
major plot hole in it that I think is uh so pretty much these kids they get in possession of Molly um from these two girls who want the Molly and since they're so young they think that they're pretty much going to kill themselves with these drugs so they say oh no we're not going to give you the Molly so in order to leverage the kids into giving giving them the drugs they purchase a $600 fucking drone the last one in the city the only one that's available cuz they need they fucking have to buy this drone it's, it's a dumb plot man but the point is is that for the amount of molly that they had it is not worth $600 <laughs> so they they went and bought $600 fucking dollars worth of a drone just to be like now we won't give it to you unless you give us the molly like are you fucking crazy you could have bought like 10 fucking bottles of that shit damn drugs drugs have ruined movies for me because i know the rates of them and how much they are and i'm like this is complete horseshit no one no one would spend 600 dollars to recover one pill bottle of molly pops 200 six that's just white privilege <laughs> I've never done Molly myself. I actually I do have that movie, um, but when we watched it, I fell asleep during it because it just mm. didn't interest me at all. <laughs> I can't say that it was anything too special, or there there is hardly any moments other than the ending that I thought were great. But the ending was great. I thought that was actually pretty rare. Usually, it's the journey that's good, and then they stumble into the ending. But that movie had a solid, funny satisfying ending man it was cool this is pretty much how they try to they try to encapsulate all these little nuanced moments that we go through growing up you know like uh going through your first breakup <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty fun man <laughs> like it. it's funny dude because uh me growing up uh me growing up in school like i was a whore you know and uh it, it's when I saw that movie and I saw how heartbroken he was over some meaningless little breakup with some fucking elementary school student that doesn't matter, uh, it really hit home because I remember, I remember being or thinking that I was so invested into these little petty relationships that me, meant nothing. But to me, I remember them seeming like the world. So the way they interpreted that where they show him like completely break down systematically because his heart just like it's shred into pieces over this one little girl. I was like, man, that, that really hits home. Cause that's real <laughs> shit. That is real <laughs> shit that exists. I don't remember. I remember wanting, I don't even know, like little elementary school me. I couldn't like I couldn't relate with these kids because I was like I don't remember wanting a girlfriend in elementary school like I don't remember any of that like I just remember wanting my turn on the swings <laughs> is what I wanted <laughs> I wanted to be that kid that you know got on the swing went as high as he could and then just jumped off and broke his leg that's what I wanted that's <laughs> the Good Boys the movie the movie that we're talking about is the Good Boys that, that was produced yeah. by Seth Rogen. I actually thought that he wrote and directed that movie for some reason, but he, uh, he really he really just produced it, which I'm not saying isn't like a great achievement. I mean, I've never produced a movie, but it seems <laughs> like to be a producer, you pretty much just, just have to throw money at a project. 
right? I mean, yeah, that's what it seems like. You know, a, a, a really good show that kind of uh, shows that is. Um, have you ever seen that show, Get Shorty? The show. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a movie, what but there's a there's a oh, show. Okay, no, I guess I guess I didn't know that they made an actual show about it. But is it based off of the the mob? You know, John Travolta shit. Yeah, it is based off of cool. the movie. But it's uh, it's pretty much like a show. I think like each episode's an hour. I think the first season is still on Netflix, but it's a, I want to say Stars or Cinemax show, something like that. What a what a show that just really flew under the radar! Holy shit! Yeah, it's uh, it's actually really good. It's a really good show. It's got um, Chris O'Dowd in it, who's the guy from um, uh, the IT crowd and uh, Bridesmaids, the 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 trooper from Bridesmaids, you know that guy um yes yeah um i know who exactly who you're talking about yeah he's uh he he plays like the the main role in it and it's like he wants to be he wants to get out of the mob so it's i mean it's pretty much the same story as the the movie but it's expanded you know like it takes its time you know and stuff like that and he works for the mob he reads a script that's like you know that he thinks is really good and he wants to make it into a movie so he pitches it to his uh, mob boss and in the in the move i actually haven't seen the movie to be honest <laughs> what? i know who's in it but Yet in, in somehow the ch- you're the authority on the tv show <laughs> that's what you're telling me yeah i really like the tv show um uh, but so in the show his his mob boss which is a woman uh he pitches the the script to her and he says you know we can clean your money if we make this movie and so she says yes and then he goes to hollywood and he tries to get it produced but it kind of shows like the behind the scenes of hollywood a little bit more um because you know he wants to be a producer but pretty much all he's really doing is just throwing money at this project like here do this do that you know and it's pretty it's cleaning her money but you know of course the downside of it is that he has to make that profit back at the end of it or else you know that money's not going to be cleaned and it's gone forever bullshit yeah that must suck when you, like, uh, you know Elizabeth Banks? Mm-hmm. He directed, produced, wrote, and starred in that Charlie's Angel reboot that bombed like fucking crazy. So it must suck that every time you pass the buck, it's you still. You know? Like, well, it's the director that was shitty. I mean the actor. I mean the producer. I mean, <laughs> fuck, man. I'm all over this movie. Shit. It was everything. <laughs> fuck. And I, I blame her for that. For for That was her own mistake. Because, you know, she was over here about women empowerment. This movie is so great. Blah, blah, blah. And stuff like that. And yeah. it's kind of, it kind of just pushed the male audience out of the way. And it's like, you know, I've I don't want to. I've seen the Charlie's Angels movie because I saw the Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore ones. So yeah. don't give me the bullshit that like, oh, it's misogyny. No, because I would have watched it if you wouldn't have a fucking just try to shove it down my throat the way you did. Exactly. I actually ended up, I ended up watching it, um, uh, not too long ago because uh, my sister in law rented it and uh, and I watched it and I was like, you know what, this movie is actually, you know, it's not bad. You know, it's not great. I probably won't watch it ever again unless it's on TV or something and I'm at a hotel you know, and, and I don't have any other choice, you know, like, but I mean, <laughs> but it was, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, like super great either, but I mean, I, it would have been a good date movie, like for sure, you know, like, you know, take your date, you know, to watch it and, you know, 
have dinner afterwards or before or whatever. But it was um, for her to say something like that. I, I just kind of pushed, you know, like half of her audience out, out of the way. It's, she has no one to blame but herself pretty much. Yeah, she, that's and that's exactly my point, man. When you're so all over a project like that, everywhere you look, it's just your name. It must really fucking suck seeing that go the way that it did. I mean that would really, that would break me as a as a kind of an entertainer. I mean you you're definitely going to question every decision that you made, probably every decision going forward. You're like, "Man, was I ever really about it or was I just pigtailing off of everyone else's efforts?" Because Elizabeth Banks it doesn't seem like in a foray on her own that she's ever had any sort of success like all the roles that you can picture her in have been marginalized like uh, the 40 year old virgin stuff like that great like uh, excuse me like uh, uh knocked up right marginalized great you know uh then they made this is 40 which is great well in my opinion was really funny opposite paul rudd but then you have movies like the zach and mary make a porno right uh opposite seth rogan kind of okay but that movie was pretty fucking terrible i haven't seen one instance where it was her and then the movie like was so fucking great because she was so breakthrough like she was just awesome in it no not at all do you can you think of anything i mean i like pitch perfect too i mean she she directed that one so i mean that's that was a step up come on (laughs) Do you really need to direct that movie? That already has a formula. It has a fucking cut and paste beginning, middle, and end. That they have all the fucking points that they have to hit. If, if there's anything challenging coming from the Pitch Perfect movies, it's maybe the writing. But I fucking doubt she like was sitting there like, to get this shot perfectly right, I just, I need, no, dude, fuck <laughs> that. That was like such a quick little, yeah, and I'll sing the song. Yeah, and I'll kind of just do a little, you know, and then wrap it up. In Pitch Perfect 2, she was still marginalized because, I mean, I don't know how many people knew that she directed that movie, but she was still, like, the announcer, like, very, very little in that movie, you know? like And the parts that she was in were, you know, funny, but, you know, who cares? What was her role in that? Sort of <laughs> she was, uh, she's like a, a an announcer kind of kind of person. You see what I mean? You can't, yeah. can't <laughs> <sighs> You know what movie I want to see uh, that for some reason I'm thinking of? I guess we're talking about competition shit, but uh, uh, is uh, that Tanya Harding movie with Margot Robbie? Tanya, have you seen that? Never seen it. No, have you? Yeah, but I but I really want to because that story's super interesting. How she fucking totally attacked that chick because she didn't want her to win the the Olympics thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I get that wrong, I'm not sure. Um, I know that one of them was Tanya Harding and the other one was. Uh, whoever the fuck that was <laughs> sorry i'm it's... not so into the world of ice skating as you thought i was i'm just <laughs> i guess i don't fucking understand what else is going on right now other than very very uh cringy marketing for scoob toys man uh ryan gosling got cast in as wolfman <laughs> oh right <laughs> okay First of all, they had it right with Benicio del Toro as Wolfman. There was nothing wrong with that. The problem was just honestly the the movie. So if they kind of would have given Benicio another try, I think it would have been fucking awesome. But Ryan Gosling, like, you're just looking for that shirtless scene, transition, 
and then you're gonna have him turning back into human like a lot where he's fucking like without a shred of clothes on don't fuck with me wolfman i know exactly where you're going with this it's just gonna be some some fucking jerk off fest for ryan goslin that's all it's gonna be and you know this man you know he's gonna like pop out of his little wolf form in in the the glow of the moonlight and he just happened to run through a honey field and he's like covered in glazed honey and he's just gonna be like slowly turning back and you're gonna see his bare chest and the thing get ready ladies okay ryan goslin as the wolf man is real and it's coming what is that 2021 yeah, I think so. It's supposed to be part of the, ladies. the dark Woo! universe. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> if you didn't like Ryan Gosling before, you're going to love him shirtless and sweating and ripping people apart. <laughs> hopefully they do just as good as the Invisible Man for that one. Yeah, and hopefully they don't try to connect them. Honestly, uh, that's the last thing that I want. I would want them to do right now is to kind of force some sort of like long-arching commitment to these movies. Because just seeing Invisible Man for what it was was amazing. I, I like just that yeah. little one-hit story and the possibility of a sequel. You know they're going to do mm-hmm. a sequel, man. I, well, I don't know. I, I doubt that they made as much money as they wanted to with how they've been affected with these whole fucking theater closures. So who knows? I feel like they did. Because, I mean, that what, didn't... Did that movie go in theaters? No, it didn't, right? The Invisible Man? Uh-huh. I don't think so, no, uh, because I mean, I saw it as soon as it popped out, and yeah. it came onto the on-demand thing, so it was like right on the cusp of uh, of this whole coronavirus thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of, I want, I, I just want to see what they do with it. Honestly, like, I, I want to see Wolfman? what they do. Yeah, with Wolfman, because I mean, Wolfman versus Invisible Man, twenty twenty two. <laughs> I don't trust Universal with any sort of property where they can't milk it for a buck like that desperately. And I think the only thing that really like makes me intrigued about it is this Bloomhouse, since Bloomhouse is is involved liar. in it. It's Ryan Gosling's honey glazed chest. You of course, liar. it's it's like he's photoshopped, uh, as Emma Stone would say, right? Like, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna co-cast uh, Ruby Rose in there too. <laughs> Paul Reels' wet dream of a movie. It's going to be amazing. Ryan Gosling, Ruby Rose. <laughs> I won't even be able to make it on the couch. I'll just be passing out the whole time. <laughs> By the time the movie's over, you're going to be stuck to it. <laughs> exactly. You're going to feel like the middle of a Sports Illustrated swim team. <laughs> I'm going to own it before it's even available to own. <laughs> you're going to break your blanket in half with how much. Yep. It's going like to be great. It's a bridesmaids <laughs> joke, everybody. Okay, we take jokes from all sorts of movies here. All right, yeah. bridesmaids. Mm, I love bridesmaids. It's up there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I am. Uh, I, I do want because I mean, Invisible Man went a different way than what I thought it was going to go. I was expecting kind of like a like Kevin oh, Bacon yeah. Invisible Hollow Man kind of thing, you know? Dude, that Kevin that Kevin Bacon Invisible Man movie was a perfect. That's all that it was. <laughs> It was just like naked chicks and him feeling up tits and then a little bit of murder at the end. But that that was that was come on, man. That yeah. That was for like little horny teenagers and young adults, man. Like, That's what I was when that movie came out. That whole movie was pretty much date rape, right? Like, a lot of pretty much, it, yeah, uh, it was. a lot of unconsented feel ups. You're one yeah. degree away from Kevin Bacon in that fucking. <laughs> yeah, he knows six I... fucking degrees. <laughs> He's always behind Kevin Bacon. 
<laughs> is that you? <laughs> they should have said Kevin Bacon in Frozen 2 instead of Samantha. It was just like <laughs> Who do you think fills you up more? Patrick Swayze's ghost or Kevin Bacon invisible? I'm crazy for Swayze, so I'm going to have to say Patrick Swayze every time. <laughs> every time. Is it a good touch or a bad touch? And then you say it was a good touch. The best touch. The best touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a real man crush on Patrick Swayze, man. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. It's hard not to uh, love the Swayze after uh, he roadhouse so many fucking people in the face. I think yep. when you roadhouse like that, you, you definitely earn a lot of respect. You got my respect. <laughs> also, the way uh, he likes Swan picked up. That girl from Ferris Bueller in Dirty Dancing. Amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Jesus. Oh, yeah. You want a very uncomfortable viewing? Just watch Dirty Dancing with me. I'll make you very <laughs> uncomfortable. I go crazy for Swayze, dude. I'm not even choking. <laughs> that girl, I got to say, man, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, man, it sucks that I, I fucking forgot this, but... Um, the the lady who was the was fucking playing opposite of Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing. God damn it, sister from Ferris Bueller. Well, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but her fucking career pretty much like tanked after she got a nose job. Because uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed in that movie, she kind of has like a you know a, a big nose. But she was totally cute, man. And then if you see her post surgery, she fucking ruined it, dude. She ruined it. And for she what, ruined the you face. Get more movie roles. You fucked it up. <laughs> you fucked it up. And you can't. And you smell like shit now. <laughs> Not that she has like an odor. I'm just saying, like. I was she, like, you must have gotten every, pretty every, close to him. <laughs> well, whenever you have a rhinoplasty, that's the thing, right? Like you lose some some sort of sense of smell because you know they're cutting into the receptors. I guess if anyone so. knows that the would truth sense of that, me. let me know because I'm not a fucking I'm not a nose expert. I just put my nose in other people's <laughs> business. That's about as far as that goes. I even make my wife uncomfortable when we watch Dirty Dancing because it's just I go crazy <laughs> for that man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot to go crazy for. <laughs> I think I'll have to do um uh what is it like a live reactions or whatever on facebook for them because it's just uh it's like you'll you'll understand if i ever do that <laughs> you know there's actually a lot of uh <clears throat> there's a lot of movies that i've been thinking about doing some sort of like a live viewing thing but i feel like it's incredibly hard to get people together for bullshit like that but I'm definitely on pro fucking Bloods versus Wolves, man. I, I want to watch that with somebody. I seriously <laughs> really do. I uh, I tried uh, to find it on Voodoo. Um, liar! What was You're it? a liar! No, I did. I did. Voodoo? It wasn't What's on there. Voodoo? Nothing's in Voodoo. Everything's on, on Voodoo, man. man. It's Voodoo. It's on Voodoo. It's Voodoo. I was actually surprised that I found it because I always try to download Bloods versus Wolves. Oh my God, man! For anyone listening to this now or or later, just looking at the picture was ridiculous. I just want to put that dude, out. Bloods there. Bloods versus Wolves. If no one, okay, if no one's ever seen Bloods versus Wolves, man, Bloods versus Wolves is, I guess you could call it a movie. It's definitely a movie, but it's about um, uh, two gangs, the Bloods, which are you know the fucking red 
colored gang and the wolves and the bloods at night turn into vampires and then the wolves turn into werewolves and it is the worst fucking movie i guarantee you've ever seen and i will <laughs> bet you on that man i will I, I I will seriously bet you a hundred dollars, man. If you don't say this movie's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen, <clears throat> then I owe you a hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm serious. I I don't. I just I don't know. I try. I think I watched. I might have watched the trailer. I don't remember. It was. I just remember it being horrible. I saw the. I saw the 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 picture of it, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, give you one example, okay? There's this one scene in that movie where the hideout of the wolves are being demolished, right? And they pretty much just shake the camera to show that there's, like, an earthquake. And then to capture footage of construction, like, if their place is getting demolished, they seriously just recorded construction workers, like, working... And you can, it's just very awkwardly cut into shots of them being like this. What? No! No! And then it switches to stock footage of like construction workers just like bored and standing around like doing just construction worker shit. It's fucking hilarious, dude. But that's the only footage that they could find. They were like, what can we do? So they went outside and just pointed it across the street to some fucking little land development thing. It's hilarious. Woo! You have to watch it, man. If I have to buy that movie and send it to you, I will because it's it's a must watch, man. I fucking guarantee it. I think I saw it on um I want to say Amazon, but I think it said something like I wasn't able to like it wasn't available at that moment or something like that and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like I never Dude, I hate that. I, there's so many movies on Amazon that they fucking bring it up and they give you a trailer for it and who the director was and who the fucking writer was, but they can't show you the goddamn movie because it's not available. That fucking makes yeah. no sense. You went through all that trouble just to tell me that I can't watch it? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's sense. it's bringing back flashbacks to Helen Keller versus the Night Wolves from what you're telling me. Because that movie was it, No, man. <laughs> that movie actually had some sort of effort in it. Okay. There's there's certain parts in this movie because you could tell they shot the movie only in like three different locations or maybe in different rooms from the same location because every fucking scene in this movie, it doesn't matter if it's like in the house, the hideout, the business, whatever, the, they have a nightclub too. They always have some sort of line that they work in there to explain why there's no furniture anywhere. Like, oh, thanks, you, you cleared all that stuff out. I wouldn't want the wolves getting all their hair on it. Like, no, man, y'all had no fucking props. Y'all had no fucking budget. Y'all broke into this building to film this shit. But y'all not thought y'all would be creative enough just to add, oh, no, we put all our expensive furniture away because we don't want wolves fucking with it. Y'all are... <laughs> Woo! Blood versus wolves. I love that movie, man. I, I can I can watch that movie right now. I don't know if I can do that, man. I don't know. You have to. It is your fucking civic. It is your civil responsibility. It's my Who podcast else is watch duty. these shitty movies and not us. <laughs> it's the podcast. I'll do it for the podcast, but I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should do it like this, and then maybe get a, a third phone or maybe my my PC 
and I'll turn the webcam towards the screen and then we'll have that join into this one. So we'll have three, your image, my image. And then the third one will be the uh, the actual movie and people can, can watch it and live react to it. That'd be fun. Yeah, that sounds like it would be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be our B movie of the century. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really bad, man. I wouldn't even count it as a B movie. It's definitely... Uh, it's definitely C, D, all the way to fucking F. That's a terrible ass movie. Really, really <laughs> bad. Horrible. Which is why I recommend it so much. I, I feel like everyone terrible. needs to watch it at least once so they could never say, oh God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. You know that movie, The Room, that Seth Rogen and, and James Franco kind of redid with uh, Tommy Wiseau, The Room? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Disaster Artist, right? Yeah. Uh, that movie, people would say, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I would always say, no, man, this movie has a beginning, middle, and end. It has actors in it, and they have like a plot and furniture. You have not seen the worst movie ever. (laughs) I will show you. I will take you on a journey to see the worst fucking movie ever, I guarantee you. So it just kind of, it bothers me when I hear people say, oh, this is the worst movie ever. No! No, it's not! (laughs) No, no pain! (laughs) <laughs> you don't know pain <laughs> that movie's like going to war i'm not a vet- i'm not a veteran by any sorts i mean I-, I was in the military but i'd never fucking call myself a veteran but i bet you that going to vietnam and seeing your friends die is exactly like watching bloods versus wolf <laughs> i'm not sure that's a stretch i'm just i'm pretty sure it's exactly the same experience I don't know. You can quote me on that. I don't. I don't want to watch it though. Is the <laughs> well, do you want to go to Vietnam? No. <laughs> so someone's gonna have to make me. <laughs> yeah, man. You've been drafted to watch Bloods versus Wolves. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome. Yay! <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun. All right. <laughs> recently went through my netflix and started taking off uh, stuff from my watch list that i have seen and it was a lot <laughs> i have a lot of stuff on that my listing and it's so cute them thinking i'm gonna click on them i always visit them <laughs> like hey it's like a window shopping thing i'm not gonna yeah. fucking watch these things i'll I'm watch i'll watch, watch the trailer exactly getting picking something on netflix has gotten so bad that I've started scrolling to things that I think I want to watch. And then they'll show you that little like preview. You know what I mean? Like it'll kind of like give you a quick little glimpse into what you're hovering over in your selection. And that's enough to satisfy me to not watch it. Like I'll, it'll go to Goodfellas and they'll show you that one scene. You Funny how? Funny like a clown. Then when that's over, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm going to watch Terminator. <laughs> then I'll go to that one. They'll show you one clip. No, I'm going to watch. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I get stuck on trailers. Like, I'm okay with just watching trailers. And then, you know, once the trailer happens, um, I'm just not interested anymore. You know, it's. Um, and then also, like, do you remember? I'm, I'm assuming you've had your PlayStation for a while. Did you ever have the PlayStation three with the Netflix streaming on it? The PlayStation three Netflix. Yeah. Very specific question. Uh, I 
think so. Maybe. That was probably when I thought that Netflix was like a luxury <laughs> other than a commonplace thing. So there's 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 a couple things about Netflix that get to me. One is back in the day, this kind of relates to what we were talking about now. Back in the day, we used to ha- there used to be a, a a little thing on there called Max on Netflix. I don't know if you remember this or not, but basically, you would enable Max. Yes, and he would suggest things for you. Yes, based off of questions, and it was the greatest. I loved it. It was amazing. But I would never click on the recommendations that he gave me. <laughs> I just want to know what you're thinking. Exactly. I just wanted to know what you would recommend. I just want you to play your hand to know if you were bluffing or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I always thought it was the coolest thing. So I would use Max all the time. It was the coolest thing, but I don't want to be some sort of corporate puppet, so I'm not going to follow it, but I, I appreciate the suggestion. Max yeah, exactly. <laughs> it got to the point where like, he was just like, well, pick your own fucking movie. you know. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I kind of have a problem with on Netflix right now is that on, on my end, when I go to trailers and stuff like that, it showed... It shows movies in like their original um, audio for me, you know, like it'll show them in speaking in France or in French or um, Mandarin or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. When my wife goes on to it, it like automatically goes to the dub, you know, so it goes to English dub and it just looks weird like their mouse and stuff. And I'm like, is that how many movies I watch, like foreign movies that I watch that it just knows me to just recommend it in their original language? compared to when my wife goes to her profile and it's just always in English. So I'm just like, that's, that's crazy. It trips me out. I'm definitely a subber. I'm definitely a subber too, man. I, I like hearing it in its original language too. It takes a lot out of me to actually go for a dub. Um, but it, it's that have to be rare. I mean, I have no problem reading subtitles and it feels more authentic that way. Like the, the little acting nuances and cues come off a lot better off of the original dialogue because most dubs to be completely honest man are are not spectacular they're they're very subpar so they take away from the whole performance with how that voice actor was feeling on that particular day so i'm i'm definitely uh every single time i'm, I'm going sub even for um like i bought uh dragon ball fighter z you know the the fighting game on the PlayStation and I kept that one in the original Japanese voice, even though it's iconic as fuck, they're American voice actors. Cause they definitely gave a shit about their roles, but it just yeah. sounds so much better. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and, and pantomime fucking Asian lingo and get fucking canceled on Twitter. I'm not doing it. Goku's ladies, lady voice. And so, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> But yeah, I, I oh yeah, and he's like, well, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, I, um, I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up with the uh, the voice actors of, you know, Sean Shamil and Christopher Sabat and stuff with Dragon Ball and whatnot, and I'll always love those. But as I grew older, I, you know, started headed to the Japanese, you know, voices and stuff like that and just kind of love that. I mean, you know they they murdered the they murdered the the Spanish voice actor of Goku 
<laughs> Did they really? Yeah, dude, in Mexico. Yeah, they, they killed him and his wife, too. He was also the voice of Bugs Bunny in Mexico, too. Very iconic voice actor, because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Dragon Ball Z and Looney Tunes specifically have a huge following in Mexico. And they, they play those shows maybe two or three times a day. Uh, you'll get intermittent breaks between Dragon Ball episodes, but it's, you're pretty much going to be watching Dragon Ball all day if you if you tune into the right places. Um, and yeah, that, that voice actor was living in some studio uh, that he was renting from some guy, and he got into some sort of altercation, and the guy who ran the studio shot and killed him, and I think his son and his wife, and then I think he killed himself too. And this happened recently this year. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah, man, it's it's a fucked up story, and I, I recommend you look it up because he he was kind of like the American voice actor. He mm-hmm. uh he had that voice from the very beginning of uh, Goku being a kid and then growing up into like the adult version, and it was the same guy. So it was it was it was pretty tragic to hear um, because you you don't really realize how much of his voice you actually heard for your childhood. And then when yeah. you kind of try to piece it together, it's like, holy fuck, man. Like that, he, he had a lot to do with the entertainment uh, during the boring hours of, of growing up in Mexico, man. And there were a lot, to be honest yeah. with you. There's not a fucking lot to do. What show can you say that you watch that even if you wanted to, your girlfriend wouldn't get into it? So it's your show that you continue to watch and you're still watching it and it's just for you. It's a uh, better call Saul. Okay. Wow. Very surprising because that show is very easy to get into. I mean, yeah. my fucking dad watches that show. <laughs> but I mean, even to that, like for better call Saul, I, I only watch it when it comes on Netflix. I don't watch it when it's on TV or anything like that, because I feel, I think I watched the first two seasons on TV and I was like, this show's amazing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then I, 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 Stopped watching it, and I was like, "Man, I I can't watch it now because by the time you know the DVR came on, it was like a couple episodes behind." So I was like, "I can't, you know, I I want to keep with it." So I waited till it came on Netflix, and when I watched it on Netflix that next season, watching it just like back to back to back was just even greater than what I it's would. Very imagine. easy to watch, man. It's seriously one of the easiest shows to kind of just like go. And you don't you don't fucking regret letting go. It it takes care of you. Like as you're falling, it cradles you, rocks you to bed. It's like here you go, buddy. We yeah. got <laughs> easily the best written show on TV that's mm-hmm. on right now. Like is very easy. I'm amazed that uh, Bob Odenkirk hasn't won uh, an Emmy for it. He's he's always so confident that he's going to win an Emmy too. Like if you see his. Uh, his appearances to promote the show he's always much on this emmy vibe that he knows that oh this year is going to be the day that we win an emmy or this year is going to be the year but no it's it's not coming yeah i don't know what it is and i don't think it will until his last season not the last now. season will probably be he the one that he definitely has gets. to die in the season to like <laughs> they, they have to go for a death <laughs> i want i mean it's just it's such a great show and I'm, I'm like if anyone hasn't seen it um to watch it on netflix just one right back especially after seeing and knowing breaking bad you don't have to see breaking bad to understand the show 
but but it definitely enriches it. Yeah, it definitely makes it better. My dad actually has uh, a very rare perspective on Breaking Bad and that whole universe in general because my brother introduced Better Call Saul to him before Breaking Bad. So he'd never seen Breaking Bad or even heard of it. Oh, I envy him. That's <laughs> that's the way I wish but, but I could have watched I it. I don't know because, because it ruins – because all the gene parts. Like all the parts where you see the aftermath of Breaking Bad, where Better Call Saul is managing that Cinnabon, uh, yeah. not only is that too confusing while you're watching it, because the show's not going to tell you what the fuck that's about. You kind of just have to know what that's about. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Gene, this is him after this. No, I mean, you have no fucking clue what that's about. And you yeah. think the show's going to answer it, and it's not. And the only way you're going to get that answer is by investing into this other show that by the time you did, all those gene moments you either forgot about or they didn't impact you as much as you thought they were yeah. because you didn't have that context. So that, I think, just draws from it a little bit. I, I want to know the opinion on the person who hasn't seen Breaking Bad and watched with Breaking, uh, like Better Call Saul and continues to watch it until that season merges into Better Call Saul, which is probably like what the next season or something. The next one's already been confirmed to be their final season. Yeah. So I want to see how they converted into it and then watch Breaking Call, uh, better Breaking Bad Breaking and see Call how that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how it goes into it. Like how that person, like if there's any of those people alive that have seen Better Call Saul and just know that story of Gene and then seen like how it ended up happening. So from you Breaking haven't Bad. seen season five. No, I haven't seen any of the new season currently I saw, right now. I saw season five beginning to end, and they're doing a fucking excellent job at, at merging them. And so you're not going to be disappointed because it's getting closer and closer to the point where you're realizing, like, man, this is leading up right to – because the first time that Walt and Jesse met Saul out in that desert was when they had him at gunpoint. And the first thing that Saul says is, is this Ignacio? Are you with Ignacio? Is this Lalo? It was Ignacio. And it's awesome how you already met Lalo. You know exactly what's going on. Some huge shit happens in the season. I'm not going to spoil for you, obviously. But it's it's awesome how it's culminating together finally in this final like wrap-up that's going to fit in nice. But again, it's not like we have anything to get excited for because it, it's so... Um, I mean, you know exactly where everyone's going to end up and you know exactly yeah. what's going to happen to everyone. Like there's scenes in this newest season of Better Call Saul where they kind of like toy with the idea that Saul's going to get hurt or something. And come on, man. He's not going to fucking get hurt at all. He's not it's even like going to lose a limb. Trust me. <laughs> whether he gets hurt or not, we know what happens, like how yeah, he so is. He it, enters it breaking with, bad. You know what other show had that drawback? Um, Gotham? Fucking Gotham was bullshit to watch only because Jim Gordon keeps getting in the, into these ridiculous gunfights with very low odds of survival, and you know he's not going to fucking die. So it's always some ridiculous way that he gets out of it, and some fucking, like, not saying that Batman was never campy or anything. It's just that doesn't fucking work with me now, dude. I, I grew up in a different sort of Batman universe away from Joel Schumacher where things just have to make a little bit of sense. And I was just so tired of it, man. It's like every season finale 
Jim Gordon's fucking life is in danger and it's never going to fucking go anywhere. So stop fucking pretending that it is, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for people listening to the podcast, thank you very much for tuning in to the Film Vice, your source for all mediocre content and useless rants. Uh, <laughs> this has been Javier with my co- with my co-host Paul Rios. Woo-woo. Woo! <laughs> I need that woo-woo every time now, man. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get louder. <laughs> and that's going to do it for today's episode of The Film Vice. Please keep an eye out for our next uh, live podcast uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at The Film Vice. We'll keep you posted on our social media accounts. Uh, and remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Film Vice. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Thank you.